Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you very much, by the way, for joining us. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, taking the time to listen today. Uh, my next guest is Michael Wood from Legacy Planning and Associates from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And um, we're going to talk, he's a, he's a member of a group that I believe very strongly in, a group called BEI. If you go to exitplanning.com, you'll find all about BEI. And um, Michael uh, is involved in exit planning for business owners. And today we're going to talk about a business owner roadmap and who needs one. So Michael, thanks so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Michael, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you and Legacy Planning and Associates before we get into the topic of the day. Well, basically, I, I think our, our primary focus is just helping business owners plan for the single most critically important financial event of their lives, and that's the transition uh, of their business. And we kind of actually start uh, by helping them uh, craft a, a business owner roadmap and the fundamental purpose uh, for the roadmap itself is to kind of see where they are. It's like a, a financial GPS. So we, we identify where they are, and, uh, and they tell us where they want to be in reference to uh, retiring from their business, uh, how distant that is in terms of the future, and then what they're expecting or hoping the outcomes uh, to be. And we kind of take their data information and then help them kind of evaluate uh, and agree to uh, our assessment of where they are. Um, and, and if they don't see what the differences are, uh, either in terms of their assumptions or the data that's there. Uh, very often, uh, early step is, is helping them uh, acquire an outside business valuation so that um, they can get an independent view of the value of their business, and maybe also kind of uh, get some better sense of whether or not they've already arrived because of the success they've created within their business, and we need to really kind of focus on retaining those values and optimizing them uh, mm -hmm. in that time between the now and the time they want to retire, and also get a sense of what their, their other values and goals are, just in terms of the culture within their company, the key employees that helped them grow it, um, and their sense uh, of connection with the community itself and the other values within their family. Uh, there may be and often are family members that are involved in the business itself and kind of seeing where they fit in and uh, uh, how they are going to impact the exit value of the business and also look at ways and various value drivers in the business that, that kind of help determine the rate of growth 
uh, in that interim period. Uh, and if there's a gap analysis, uh, the time it might take and the steps it might take to close it so that um, it'll be a successful exit when they choose to make it. So, Michael, there's a lot to think about, obviously. And for a lot of business owners, uh, they might uh, go, you know, think, I, I don't know who to talk to. They might go right to an attorney or their CPA or someone else who uh, is really good at implementing strategies. But I would liken that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you were, to, if you were going to build a brand-new custom house, you wouldn't start by going to the, the uh, contractors. You'd start by going to a, an, an architect and, and start working on a blueprint, right? That's exactly right. Yes, good analogy. Yeah, because, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of strategies that can come out of this, and people can spend a lot of money um, if they don't do it correctly. Uh, heck, if you, if you were building that custom house, you wouldn't expect all the contractors just to start to show up and start building, right? They need a, an organized way to put all that together. So what are, what are some of the ingredients of a successful exit plan? Well, basically, uh, it's looked at, looking to maximize the value of the business. And, and I think that the, that the exit planning strategies that BEI has crafted and the resources they bring to it kind of recognize that it actually takes a team to optimize the value of the business, the process. And if it's done correctly with – uh, the uh, amount of time that's really required and, and needed, it actually leads to a higher business value itself. And when you're talking about the cost, again, uh, if you have the right people and the right strategies and, and, and the resources you need, I think the process itself, more often than not, adds more value than the fees involved in, in, in implementing and actuating it. So, I think that probably is just as true of a good architectural print. Um, it, can, it can help minimize mistakes and having the architect uh, get to the site once in a while to, to check the, uh, the contractors and make sure that they're building it to specs makes a difference. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, uh, isn't it true that the other thing is that uh, just because someone starts a blueprint doesn't mean that they don't go away and come back and, and think about it and come back and change their mind. You know, I changed my mind. Let's have the, the patio over here instead of over there. And it gives people a chance to kind of mull over and really think about their goals and strategies or, or their goals and objectives, excuse me, um, before the, the hammering and the plumbing <laughs> gets started exactly. on their project. Yeah. And, and so yes. uh, back to back to my question on on is what are some of the uh, ingredients? I think I think I I misspoke there because you had already uh, told us some of the ingredients are is, is kind of evaluation to kind of know where you are, and then a, right. a, a financial planning module to know where you need to be, and then that establishes yep. the gap. Right? Those are those are yeah. some primary yeah. ingredients. How many business owners, in your estimate in estimation, really uh, have a good handle on what their business is worth? Less than twenty percent. Wow. Yeah. Do, do most of them think their business is worth uh, more or a lot more? What, what's the? What do you find? <laughs> Very often, uh, they think their business is actually worth less. Um, and oh. I think the other part of it is when you do the gap analysis and and you're kind of looking at analyzing the business and seeing where the strengths and the drivers are. And then identifying um, who has the primary responsibility 
for those areas. And if the owner has too many of those hats, uh, part of the uh, strategy is to look at the next level of management because it's the next level of management that's really going to optimize what the owner is going to receive from his business. Because the real value of the business is that current income into the future. And if it's so dependent on the owner or one or two key people that may or may not stay, um, that could be a very serious risk in terms of the transition itself. And the third part is that the BEI strategy and structures keep the owner in control, lets him set his own timeline and terms. So he sets the business on, on, on the course that he thinks is best and matches what his own goals and objectives are, stays in control until the time to exit actually comes. That's very valuable. Um, uh, um, do uh, would you, in your estimation, again, um, uh, what percentage of owners uh, want to transition to uh, insiders like children and uh, key employees, for instance, or maybe all their employees, as opposed to uh, go find an outside buyer? Well, basically, eighty-five percent of business owners do not have the people or the skills to replace mm -hmm. um, their own responsibilities, tasks, and relationships. So um, in terms of the planning and assessment process, it's not just looking at plant equipment, you know, assets and liabilities and balance sheets and P&L yes. statements. It's also drilling down and looking at the people that have the capability of sustaining and growing and optimizing those resources. Great point. So if the, if that many owners don't have those key people, it sounds like number one they need to find key people, and number two, if they have key if they do have key people, they need to keep those key people because they've got a lot of people hunting for that that uh, group of of uh, employees out there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then structuring their compensation and incentives in a way that again aligns with the uh, owners goals, purposes, and priorities is really important. So not just giving away the store with cash bonuses because that doesn't do any good to retain people, so maybe aligning them with the growth of the business with some kind of a, I don't know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of terms out there about things like phantom stock or other types yep. of arrangements out there, but something that, that as you say, uh, keeps the key employee thinking like an owner. That's very critical, and, and a lot of times they're very talented people uh, that don't think like an owner, and, and helping them to kind of acquire that sensibility and vision and view is a part of the task for the transition period itself, and communicating it in a way that actually incents uh, the, employ uh, the employees in our own experience have really been a positive uh, aspect. If, if it's communicated properly, and, um, and put in the context of the employee's own goals, values, objectives, and timelines, um, it can better align the employer's goals and needs with those of the next level of, uh, of management, the succession level of management. So, so, Michael, how soon in advance do you think owners should be talking with people like you that can help them create that roadmap? Is that like... I mean, a lot of people say, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to the exit when the timing is right. When is the timing right? 
Optimum, probably seven to ten years. Mm. And why is that? Why is it so basically, early? Basically because of the holes in, in, in the management succession itself. Um, and, and a lot of owners aren't um, overweighted uh, with talent and people that have mm-hmm. the skills and, and, and the responsibilities and the awareness to actually displace them. The other realities in the business market itself is when you recruit those people and the compensation structures aren't really made in that alignment, um, <laughs> sometimes your best people end up being your competitors instead of the people that are going to buy your business. That's tough, and that's a, that's a true yeah. statement. I've seen it happen many times when those I key employees it. aren't. Remember, there's 10,000 people turning age 65 every day right now. There's a lot of business owners that are thinking about how do I – get out of my business how do you know if i'm if i'm going to go part-time or get out of my business i need somebody else to do the work if i don't have somebody i need to what steal somebody right yeah 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 and then yeah eight percent of business well, owners have put their plans in writing eight percent eight out of a hundred thirty two percent of business owners have actually discussed the exit with a spouse and family so they've talked about it, but they've. What is the saying? When when everything's said and done, much is said and little is done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so yeah. for when people uh, kind of start thinking about, yeah, maybe I need a plan for this. Uh, what do they? What can they expect in terms of cost and time commitment to developing this uh, roadmap and working on their plan? That depends on really the size of the business, its complexities, um, and the moving parts within it. But again, I'll go back to the primary statement and value proposition, is if you have the right people on your team to help guide you in the process, uh, there should be more than enough cost savings to cover whatever that expense would be. And not having them... um, in place and not having all of the competencies you need there can be very expensive, a lot more expensive than whatever the fees would be. Yeah, I, I know uh, I've, I've talked to several people over the years that said, I went to a seminar and I know it's going to be yeah. good after that, right? I went to a seminar yeah. on yeah. filling the topic, but common is things like ESOPs or tax advantage strategies. And then I went to my attorney and I said, I think I want an ESOP. And $10,000 later, I realized yeah. I didn't want an ESOP. $10,000 yeah. in legal fees that I spent for nothing. So it's really important to get that planning right. And with the planning comes something else, and that is the knowledge of how the strategy works and why it might work for you or why it might not. Um, and exactly from a, right. an experienced planner like like Michael Wood of Legacy Planning and Associates, uh, Michael, you have a, a white paper uh, that you uh, would like to make uh, available to our listeners. Uh, it's called Five Reasons Why Business Owners Don't Exit Plan. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I, and I think most business owners uh, are going to identify with more than one of them. Um, it's just. A nature of tell, owning a business. Why don't you tell our listeners? Well, let's let's yeah. tease them a little bit. Tell them tell them one of those reasons that if it comes up to the top of your head. Well, 
probably uh, the the first one is um, just the involvement and the time and the energy that it takes to just do the day-to-day things on a business. I don't have time and for that. I don't have time to plan right. enough. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I think and right. I think the other one is is not fully uh, understanding the value of doing the planning and mm-hmm. the added value the process itself brings. And it's not just the peace of mind to the person that actually has a plan at the end of the process. Um, it's also maximizing protecting the business value that's there. Uh, and, and it's looking at and comparing strategies to transfer ownership to third parties and the risks that go with that, looking at transfer ownership to insiders, and looking at the capacity, financial and otherwise, that is there at this time, and seeing whether or not those can be mitigated or managed better. Uh, The third part is just, just looking at business continuity itself and see how well that fits into their values. How important is it for you when you are leaving your business, that the employees that were with you still have a job, right? And that right. the you know the contribution that your company made, however great or small, to to the community that it's in is is ongoing. And the last thing isn't just their personal wealth and estate planning and 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 doing it right and 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 how that helps really facilitates the quality of the outcome and diminishes the risks of unintended consequences through the process itself. As I said at the beginning, there's a lot to think about, and you really need to think about this in a calm environment. Now, uh, in a typical, let me ask you this real quick, in a typical exit plan that you might see, it, you've got your goals, your your uh, your facts, right, the facts of the case, the goals, yep. and um, and then the strategies. How many strategies do you think might come into play? Kind of what's the range of number of potential strategies? Well, part of the strategies go back to the value drivers of the business and the industry that you're in because they're not all the same. And and looking at how to optimize those and if there are deficiencies, mm-hmm. um, how to address them and resolve them. And then involving your management team uh, in in focusing on those and being able to measure their uh, skills and their awareness and their capacities to solve the problems. Looking at the team building within others in your management team, um, identifying maybe critical gaps or or holes in it, maybe going out and um, finding somebody that isn't on the team right now. Um, Using the whole process so, so all of all of that to, to take process. time, right? And that, that again, going back to what you mentioned before, is uh, depending on what your your planning gaps are up front, you may need yep. to build the value. You may need to double the value of your business, or find new people, yep. and transition your tasks, yep. and find new advisors. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot to consider, and you don't want to be thinking about all that uh, a year before you are trying to market your business. It probably won't be enough time. Yep. There's no question. Yep. Well, the other part too uh, is we so, like to stage. Yeah, we like to stage the strategy so that before the before the owner gets to the threshold of actually transferring control of the company to third parties or insiders or family members, 
that they have a significant mm-hmm. part of the proceeds already out and separate from the company and, and uh, not subject to the ongoing risks of a continuing enterprise that has some maybe new debt involved in terms of the transaction itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, structuring that, that transaction, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard many, many times that taxes are the number one enemy um, of, of an uh, unplanned exit uh, and uh, you, you can't risk this. This is something that uh, if you're facing your, your exit in the next few years, you really need to start thinking about it now, not waiting until yep. the last minute to, to develop a plan. Um, and if you're going to do that, you might as well talk with someone who does it at, for a living, uses an organized process, and that's Michael Wood of Legacy Planning and Associates. And uh, your website, as I note here, is Legacy Planning Associates Inc. dot com, correct? It is. Thank you. And what would people find uh, at your website besides the the white paper that you mentioned before? Uh, uh, five reasons why business owners don't exit plan. Uh, are there are there other tips and ideas and, and things that they might learn there about are. there at your website? Exactly. Yep. There are links uh, and and also. Um, uh, Overviews of the BEI affiliation and and the team that are already available there if they don't want to go out and build their own. Uh, And also look if they have some some, uh, key uh, advisors that are already there, we always integrate them so that the people that have a history with them uh, and that the uh, uh, owner feels comfortable with can and should be a part of the team in the process. That's terrific. And uh, I would imagine, uh, having uh, been in Grand Rapids for more than a few years, you have other advisors that you can refer in that are familiar with the exit planning process if a client needs them as well, right? That's exactly so, yes. Yep. Michael, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. I really appreciate it. And again, listeners, you can go to Legacy Planning Associates com to find out more. Get in touch with Michael. Uh, you know, talk about your situation. Learn a little bit about uh, what, what he does and what this process is. I've seen it. I use it. It's a terrific process from this group called BEI. Michael, thanks so much for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time we speak. Thanks for the call. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 